But like moving into that whole group, I thought the culture was like beautiful, and I really liked the way that they infused like the history of uh, Neymar, Namor, and his yeah, right. origin. And even though everybody else is still calling him Namor, <laughs> which honestly, I actually kind of I don't know if this was done intentionally, and I could just be projecting. But as someone with a not that difficult name. But mm-hmm. people still get it wrong even after you tell them. I like related <laughs> to that, so <laughs> I it's truly like understood. Like, that's not my name, and I and I just told you how to say it. <laughs> but they people still say it wrong anyway. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of another relaunch. We are your host, I am Nora Melange and Midnight Angel Extraordinaire, Anika. Oh, okay. And I am Chicago's very own Riri Williams. Oh, how are you? Girl. AKA Ironheart. Yeah, that's a hot girl. Um, I'm doing well. It is once again another unseasonably warm day in the District of Columbia. It's like 70, I think, today in November. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That is not right. That's not good. So, you know, it's funny. I actually have a friend who works in, um, like, climate change awareness and, like, forest and saving things. And we were having a conversation about last week when I told you it was 80 degrees in November. And we were talking about that. And he was like, yeah. He was like, it's kind of too late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, said, no. Oh, I, no. <laughs> I said, don't tell me that. He was just like, yeah. He was like, it's getting kind of bad. I was like, okay. But, you know, people are wearing their shorts out, so they seem to really like it. Yeah, I mean, hey, if it's going to end, might as well go out. wearing. Look good want. while doing it. <laughs> you know? How are you? I'm good. Um, it's been, like, a pretty crazy week with work and everything. Um so we're having like this uh company-wide meeting where we're all going to discuss like you know how the year has been and all that kind of stuff and i was asked to come up with some trivia questions mm-hmm. um for the like all hands so it's going to be company-wide and they wanted them to be superhero questions so of course they came to me and i am of course going to use this time to plug on my faves <laughs> so like Ooh, i had okay. one of my questions was like you know which west coast avenger debuted in avengers number 9 now why would anybody, anybody know that <laughs> it's a trivia question <laughs> and they asked me to make them hard and i was like okay you cool know, i can do that that's a little too hard that's like <laughs> really now you have to well, be serious you know you like <laughs> an obscure fave every now and again. So you I gotta to keep them also like relevant for the week. There was one question I came up with, like, um, who was the first mutant Marvel ever published? Namor. Who uh, that's how I pronounce it now since he said like way. I'm not speaking that man's name. I will. <laughs> I will. I am mm. team not him, but we'll talk about that later. Yes, we definitely will be talking about that later. Um, but yeah, I've been just work, you know, same old, same old stuff. How are you? Good. I'm living. It's hot. <laughs> it is as well all right well let's go ahead and get into the updates of the week first we're gonna get into some kind of sad news um we're gonna start with some rest in peace to carlos pacheco and kevin conroy who just recently passed away um carlos pacheco famous artist for both marvel and dc i think he did like like everybody <laughs> on, on both sides um and his art was such a uh such like a defining era, in my opinion, because it was truly when I was like 10, nine years old, really starting to get into comics and everything. And his art was like what I really saw for the characters. And it was different than everything before. He kind of really yeah. ushered in a whole new era. Um, and Kevin Conroy is like, he's the voice of Batman. Even that now, was, when I read Batman, that's what I hear. 
Yeah, that was like really sad. That one hit me kind of hard. I was like, oh, wow, that's mm-hmm. intense. And it's like, you just don't think about it. But it's, it was sad. It's like mm-hmm. Batman. Wow. And it's like, it makes you think like, oh, I kind of do like Batman sometimes too. <laughs> At least when he's really He's iconic. <laughs> He's iconic. And, you know, um, I really do. I'm glad that he was able to um, come out and had that Pride yeah. special recently. Um, so that was really fantastic that he had that opportunity before he passed. Um, all right. Up next, there has also been an announcement on the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. The, that's the follow-up to Into the Spider-Verse. Daniel Kaluuya has been cast as Spider-Punk. Um, and that is going to be an interesting take on him. I know that the character was originally based on Spider-UK, but I think, like, Dan Slott didn't really like the design or something like that, so they changed it mm-hmm. to um, Spider-Punk. Um, but I don't think he's I don't think he's from, like, the UK. So it'll be interesting if they'll let Dale keep his accent. Oh, so Spider-Punk isn't from the UK? I don't think so. I you know, I don't know nothing about them spiders, child. There's a lot of them over there. But woman, though, will be voiced by Issa Rae. That's not true. I, lo- I know Jessica and Julia and Miguel and Miles. Well, you know, that's the cast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I know a few of them. I, I will be, um, Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, that's the how. That's one I'm excited for. So like I, I think I've said it before, but Spider-Man 2099, like that is my Spider-Man. I love me some Miguel O'Hara, and I'm very excited for that because you know I also love Oscar Isaac. He's got one of the best comic book designs, I think. His costume, peak. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for this sequel. I really, really enjoyed the first one. Um. Not really a spoiler, but I guess like some info on me when I watched it. I like bald during the first Aww. like five minutes or so when <laughs> Miles appeared on screen and was just like rapping in his room. Tears, because I was like, oh my god, it's like, that's so like me. <laughs> yeah, like, my, my friend like looked. <laughs> my friend like looked over at me and was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> like these like, are happy tears. <laughs> This is a good thing. I love that. So it'll be interesting to see what Daniel Kaluuya brings to uh, Spider-Punk and all the Spider-Punk fans out there. I think he is being featured in some of the books right now, so check him out. Um, Also in the uh, news, we found out that Shashir Zameda um, and Eric Andre have been cast in Agatha Coven of Chaos. So this cast is really starting to come together. It seems like every... Every week there's someone newly being added to the show. So we'll see who Shasir is playing as well as Eric. They are both comedians. So mm-hmm. um and this allegedly uh, the TV series is going to be like a like a dark comedy. Okay. Um, so I think that's going to be great Shashir's. I've seen her on SNL and some of her podcasts. She's really funny. Eric Andre, he is absurd. <laughs> but yeah. he's funny. Um so it'll be interesting to see who any of these people play. I don't have a guess. Do you? Like, do you oh, absolutely not. I don't know what's going on with this show or who these people might be. <laughs> so, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, they might all be brand new. Oh. I mean, does Marvel have a lot of magic users? I mean, yes and so, no. I feel like that's like I mean, the main like, five. You know? I was like, I feel like, you know, there's those obvious ones, you know, you know your mortgage, you know your enchantress, you know your Wanda's, you know your strange. Yeah, I was, could not remember his name for some reason right now. You know, <laughs> you know your Cleas. Ileana's been said to hang around with people. You um, always kick her down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. And so I feel like once you get done with that group, that's when you start going back in the day to like those other magic users who might only have like 50 appearances out of their entire publication history. Mm, and yeah. so it doesn't really make too much of a difference. You can swap them out and do whatever you need to do, reinvent them. We'll probably start seeing them pop back up soon. Wanda's got a book coming out in January where she's going to be doing uh-huh. stuff with the magic community. There's the Midnight Suns book now um, that could get extended or have a second life, bring some more people in. So I guess, you know, definitely stay on the lookout in your comics, everybody. You know, peep into the background. If you see a random character that just pops up and starts interacting with the main character, 
they might be appearing in the MCU soon. So uh, let us know who you guys think either of those two are going to be. Um, I don't have an idea. <laughs> um, but that is all the updates that we had this week. Let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come right back. Cool. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for the comic section of the show, which was quite a light load this week. I'm disappointed to say. I don't really like a light load. Don't be nasty. (laughs) (laughs) You set it up. I had to. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is a kid's show. Couldn't help it. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but no, 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 like a very, very light week for the comics front. But, um, you know, I did have a few things I wanted to mention. Sabretooth and the Exiles number one came out this week. I um, did not read it, but well, this is a new one. It's like a three part story. So the first part was Sabretooth. This is like Sabretooth and the Exiles, the team that like formed together. Now they're trying to find Sabretooth in this one. And then I guess once this like five issues is done, there's going to be a third part for now. You got finished them off. Um, I know the book resonates with a lot of people. It's got a lot of like fun characters in it. I'm a big fan of Necra and Oya. There's this third eye guy. He is a psychic sorcerer assassin. And that's right up my alley. Those are like your three favorite words. Okay, like what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was there. Avengers number 62 came out. Oh, and that was from um, Victor Laval, Elena Kirk. Um, Avengers number 62 was out in. That's Aaron. He's kind of winding down his run of Avengers, which is like really starting to hit me because I kind of like this book. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know if anybody's been able to notice, but it's like yeah. it's going <laughs> <laughs> to be over soon. And who's going to write the Avengers? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't. I don't think they go too long without having a book out. So like, it'd be interesting to see who they have to write. Like. You know, such a main I, title. I really want a Secret Avengers team to come back, mainly led by Sam, also that has Mockingbird. But I would also still like to know what's going to be of like the big main Avengers team. But it's still good. I like the book. I think people should check it out. And then the X Men Infinity comic that goes on. Um, I thought this week's story was really really good. It is from Tarn Gronbeck, who's been doing a lot of little things with Jane and the Valkyries and Thor and the Mighty Thor and all of that stuff that I've been enjoying a lot of. Um, she's writing this oh, story. That makes sense why Danny was in this, right? Because yeah. I feel like they've used Danny a lot in those Valkyrie stories you've talked about before. She's popped up at <laughs> Queen. Um, but <laughs> in this, it's Hope and Danny on a little mission together. And I thought it was really nice. Um, Hope kick, is like, kick her in her chest again. No, they moved past that, which I thought was the nice thing of it. I was like, oh, look at them. She can work together with her. <laughs> uh, but that was cute. It's a nice story. I don't know. I'm starting to see how I like really feel about Hope and whether or not I like her. I feel like she kind of fits into my brand of things that I like. But also, she's a very big part of why like one of my favorite characters like went down a very dark hole. And so it's mm. kind of like, ugh. When you're around, he kind of suffers. But he like, does. He does. I could potentially like you, because you're a holy warrior, for real. For real. Mm. And I love her. Exodus was in it. He called her Messiah. She liked. That's unfortunate. Boy. That's disgusting. Like <laughs> <She liked laughs> the shit they got going on. So that was that. Um, but getting into our main books, there was a new number one out, and um, it's the Fantastic Four. Yes, and this was written by Ryan North, and the artist was um, Ivan Coelho, and the colors were Jesus Obertov. And uh, this was their new run, starting after the slot run. Now they are starting afresh with the Fantastic Four, and this is a very, like, condensed issue. um, Because, again, the only people actually in this issue are Ben and Alicia, whose name is actually in the title of this now, because it says... Fantastic Four and Alicia Masters Grimm next to it. So I think they're kind of trying to include her as like a part of the cast. And um, yeah, this is a really, a really 
good story. It tells you that Ryan North really knows the characters. Um, basically, what happens is uh, the thing and Alicia are like on a road trip. And um, they've said something has happened with Reed in New York, but they won't say exactly what. I'm sure we'll find out next issue. But, like, they're on a road trip. They stop over into this town because they want to sleep at this hotel. And everything there is, like, caught in the 40s. And slowly but surely, they realize they're, like, caught in this, like, time loop, basically. Um, They're trying to figure things out. Ben has a moment where this little kid... Um, is like in his truck playing with some stuff and then the kid like runs away from the thing calls him a monster and the thing has a thing where he's like you know I'm not a monster he's feeling really sad about himself um, so it was like kind of sad to see that part and see people still kind of pick on Isn't him that for that they always do to him yeah it's kind of sad but he the has his wife time. who was there to kind of console him and and let him know that he is not a monster and he was like you know I'm not really worried about that um and then they found out Alicia, his wife, yes, they got married okay. um, in the pretty last run. I was like, okay. kind of the point of the run was <laughs> to get the two of them together. And that I was think. the one where, because Doom also married someone in that one, didn't he? I don't know if their marriage ended up going through or not. I didn't finish or read a lot of that run, <laughs> as people may have already known. <laughs> but um, he did have a wedding. Um, okay. It was to Victorious, which I think was weird because she was supposed to be like, like a daughter to him. I don't know. Oh. I don't know what they got going over there. I don't do that. <laughs> so okay. Hopefully, hopefully that's been all cleared up. Um, but here, um, long story short, they kind of figure out that they're in this time loop. They're like going out and meeting everyone, um, trying to figure out some details on how they can get out of this loop. They find this guy who. Um, this town that disappeared, uh, there was like this nuclear testing that went on. And basically when this nuclear bomb went off, this guy got powers. Um, they didn't really say if he was a mutant or not. They just said that he ended up getting powers and his power was that he could like be in a time loop basically. And he had gotten broken up with and, um, he went into this bar and said, you know, I really wish that I could do it all over again. And that would like reset the time. And the loop would start all over again. And they, Alicia and Ben had a whole talk with him. We talked about, you know, we understand you're feeling sad about your relationship. Like, people have relationships before. Thing says, you know, I was married before. And Alicia was like, yeah, I had plenty of boyfriends before the thing. (laughs) And uh, the guy's like, you know, that's weird. You guys are talking about your past relationships. And they're like, no, like, when you love somebody, like, your past is just about who you are. It doesn't, all that stuff doesn't really matter. Um, so he's like, you know, I, he's like, you know, I'm going to go home and like, think about this. And then he leaves the bar and doesn't wish to have it start all over again. Um, previously they had told him, you know, we think you're the guy who has the powers. So he would just like constantly do the loop over again because once he figured out he could do it, he was like, oh, I'm just going to keep trying to fix it. But that didn't work. Um, but then he ended up like living his life normally that the, time loop ended up being broken he got a wife a black woman and they had a kid and um he ended up dying later but it was a really nice heartfelt story um i think for a new number one it was it was interesting to start a new number one with just one like fourth of the fantastic four instead of like everybody wants is that kind of like going to be the format of this like the first few issues are just focusing on one or one member or two members, I guess. From what I've seen in interviews and everything, it seems as though this first like few issues are going to be like solo issues on everyone, and then everybody comes back together. He did say that he is not going to really focus too much on the kids. Like they're going to have their own like lane, but this for his Fantastic Four run, he wants to really focus on the four and show them being a family. What I really hope is that we don't. Um, miss out on any of the exploration because I think that is what really, always really draws me to the Fantastic Four, all the sci-fi exploration stuff that they do and getting out there, getting to use their powers. Um, it's always been really fun when everyone is just chilling at the Baxter building and Reed comes in and he's like, hey y'all, I've discovered like another universe. Y'all want to go? And everybody yeah. packs up and goes over there and does some stuff like some cool stuff over there. So hopefully that stuff isn't like sacrificed um, as we kind of really peel back the layers and really focus on just the four, I hope that we get to explore. So I um, guess overall, I thought 
solid issue. Okay. So I guess like the in your worst case the scenario. Side effect of this, it'd be about Sue. Oh. I guess so in your worst case scenario, what kind of what kind of happens like when they bring the family back together? You know, you say you wanted to, uh, a lot of emphasis on the exploration, but I guess like is it would it just be them sitting in the house or the Baxter building? Oh no. They would like go to other universes and go to other planets and like leave. Mm. I just like sitting around. But that's is that what you mean? You, yeah, that's what you have that doesn't devolve into of them just sitting around. I hope it yes, exactly. I hope that it isn't just the four of them um separately and we're getting stories like that are just about each one individually and and that's great, but I hope that doesn't sacrifice the time that we get when they're like explorers, you know? Like I get that they're all like obviously individual people, but they're also explorers. So I hope we get to see some of that too. Something happened to the Baxter building in New York. There's like a big crater. It looked like a big explosion happened and they saying it's Reed's fault. So we'll see what happens with the next issue. Cause I think the next one is a Reed and Sue. Okay. What would you rate it? Um, I would give this issue a a 3.5 out of 5. I think it was a really great start to a fun run. You really get to see um, Ben and Alicia and like their relationship and um, kind of what, how they are as characters before we dive into the other members of the Fantastic Four. Um, I do think that the art was fantastic. Um, Re- Thing looked great. He really got to use a lot of his super strength with stuff, which is really cool. On the time loop, like uh, art was really cool. The way that they showed everything, kind of resetting. Um, yeah, it was a solid, a really solid issue. Okay. Welcome back to the Fantastic Four, one of the Fantastic yes. Four. We hope to see the rest of you soon. That's and it. our next book is Moon Knight number seventeen. That's from Jed McKay and Alessandro Capuccio. And this is good Moon Knight book. You know, I just. Jet McKay's doing it. That's my guy. I have faith in him. Um, yeah. But at the last issue, you know, the two assailants, the two assassins that have been attacking Moon Knight got Hunter's Moon and they killed him. And this issue, we get Moon Knight walking up on his body with Tigra. And he's like, all right, I got to go get him now. And so she's like, I'll help you find him. He's like, no, they killed him. This is something I got to do on my own. He goes and grabs them up and takes them back to the Midnight Mission. Now, you know, the Midnight Mission is also the House of Shadows, which is like this magical house in the Marvel Universe. And so he's like, I couldn't beat you guys hand to hand. He's like, honestly, you might be able to take me. But now you're in my house. You're playing by my rules. And so the house uses its magic to put them through these like torturous nightmare scenarios. And he's like, this is where you'll go crazy. This is where I'll dare you. This is where I'll destroy you. He's like, I am Moon Knight. He's like, don't play with me. And it's just like such a good thing to watch. And it's like, yes, this is him. This is what we need. And by the end, both of the assassins are like crying. And they're like, we'll leave you alone. We'll give you the money that we were paid to kill you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) they're like, you'll never hear from Terrible assassins. (laughs) (laughs) Because Mark is like, I am like the fear. Like, that's what I am. Um, And he's like, you know, honestly, it's not my decision to make. He's like, you thought you killed Hunter's Moon, but you forget that Hunter's Moon is a physical conscious. We don't die. And you see Hunter's Moon walking up behind him. Because okay. he lives again. So that was like a really hot moment, and I love seeing them together. Um, the second part of the story uh, that's been going on in the background is this villain, the tutor, who's like this vampire guy trying to basically make vampires more powerful throughout the country using the government and officials and stuff like that. And he has some people from Dracula's Court in Chernobyl, which is nice, a little tie in to see, and then a bunch of other high profile vampires there. And he's explaining to them what he's done here in New York and how he wants to expand and how they should work together and uh, pool their resources and become like the most powerful vampire group in the entire world. And who comes crashing through the window but the two assassins tied up? And <laughs> Midnight, uh, Moon Knight and Tigra walk in and they're like, hey, Sorry, we thought we'd give you back, and then the issue ends. So next one, it looks like it's about to be a big fight between Moon Knight and the Vampire Nation. Oh, okay. I know you're going to love that. Yeah, it's hot. Like, everything that's going on, I'm like, oh, this is hot. This is it. Jeff McKay's doing it. The art, I think, is really, again, a great thing for this book. Um, The scenes of, like, the house sending the two assassins through there, 
parts were very creepy and like you could feel the fear and how they wanted to get away. It was dark, it was moody, it was gritty, it was hitting. I love it. I give it a 3.5 out of 5. Solid 10. Okay. Makes you love Moon Knight. Um, But that was all I had for the week. Although I will say, having a lighter week, I was able to read a couple of other things. I got more caught up in the character White Fox with Marvel. She's officially a doll. I'm adding to my roster of dolls. So like, okay. I think everyone should get into her. And then because of Wakanda Forever, I was getting a little bit more to the Midnight Angels. And the Wakanda oh, side please. of things, you know, T'Challa doesn't really move me, but I'm always going to be here for one of the girls. So I got into that. And that was good. But, yeah, those girls are cool. So, those are the comics of the week. Okay, well then let's go ahead and move over into the AR Club this week, and we watched um, Wolverine and the X-Men, episodes four and five, and um, <laughs> it's it's interesting watching this again, and like, I haven't watched it in so long, and uh, comparing it to how I felt when it was coming out versus now, I remember watching this as it was coming out and thinking, oh, this is like, okay, none of my faves are here, but like, I like the X-Men, so this is cool, and um now this first episode had um they're still like in the recruiting stage basically like they're going wolverine is still trying to find all the x-men and bring everybody back so they can kind of be together and fight the mrd and everything and they found out that whoa xavier told wolverine that africa is going to be like destroyed and a storm is the one that does it then we find out that storm is in africa like people are giving her gifts because she's a goddess basically, and um, she ends up being attacked by Shadow King and being possessed by him, so the X-Men go and go and rescue her. Now, personally, and y'all could be mad if you if, if you don't like it, but I feel like this is really, like, pushing that girl, and um, Emma seems to be taking, like, a lot of the, a lot of scenes in this series so far. Like, I didn't realize it back then, but now it does seem like they were really trying to push her. But I guess, was this her time? Was she having a hot moment in the comics at the time? I feel like she was. I feel like ever since mm. Morrison put her on the new X-Men, she's been, like, consistently risen because she was dating Scott. and uh, the, the girlfriend. Yeah, that always seems to put her around. But, like, I was rewatching this, and I was like, this is a terrible show. And oh. <laughs> there is, like, so much focus on Logan and Emma, like you said. And then we get to Africa in episode four here, and we got Storm. And, you know, I love Goddess Storm, like this woman who is, like, powerful and ethereal, and she has this commanding presence, and she's dominant. And she gets possessed by uh, Shadow King, and, like, it's just hysterics. And, like, Storm is a hysterical woman, but there felt, like, no real essence of, like, the character of Storm. And I feel like no matter what you're trying to do, you're trying to get the essence of her and, like, to fight back. And I think of, like, Storm in Shadow King in the comics. Or Storm mm-hmm. in psychic possession in general. The, like, lady with the indomitable will. Like, no one can ever take control of her mind. She's always breaking out of something. She's always fighting back. And it's like you just don't get any of that. But what you do get is Emma <laughs> coming in to save the day. And it's like they had her out to try to have look like she's like some kind of warrior or fighter on the astral plane with this cape on trying to fight. Like, be serious. <laughs> like, please be serious. All the rest and of the like, are struggling against Storm and her hailstorm, but oh no, Emma's fine because she got her diamond form. Look at her march ahead of us. Like, what? And it's like Storm. Out of all people, like, come on, like, be serious. Yeah, and then <laughs> you get, oh, but yeah, go ahead to the next one. Well, did you feel like this episode was, like, an attempt at, like, the previous Shadow King Possession episode from the 90s cartoon, like, the animated series? Do you feel like Storm being possessed by Shadow King now in animation is, like, a plot that she's always going to be given? I did feel like it was kind of a callback to something like that. Um I think it was like, but even then, I think about like that one. And you got a lot more uh, screaming and fighting back a storm and like trying not to be possessed like that. And that's what made it good because you saw that fight. You saw that like angst and what it was doing. And like, that's what brought the destruction. Not her just being possessed and being like, oh my gosh. I gotta make <laughs> Somebody come save me. 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And like, and that's where the show loses me in that sense. Um, but I do feel like Storm kind of like getting into this thing of being possessed. Because I even think of X-Men Evolution. They didn't use Shadow King, but they like did their own. Like somebody's coming to like get Storm. It was just somebody from like one of the old days for her. Uh, but again, it's done because the appeal is you get to see Storm fight back. Mm-mm. Here, Not just be a damn so. Yeah, here Storm is like the damsel. Yeah. What would you, what would you like rate this episode? Did you like the design? Did you like the action? What would you rate it all overall? What's out of five? I'd give it like yes. a, I'd give it like a two. Mm. Yeah, I give it like a two point five. I liked the next one more than this one. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm trying to think about the next one. No, that oh, was okay. Well <laughs> episode five, y'all, was the one basically starring Gambit. And uh Gambit was contracted to steal the um the collar that the X Men had used previously. Oh, on Magma. and Magma. Magma was in this one. It's quick aside, really quick, sorry to cut you off. But like I don't know why, but did watching this make you think of um, X-Men Legends? Yeah, Alison Kressmere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yes. Things, like, her when she was like... The opening, her, yeah. Her, her powers activated and all that. Like, that scene where they, like, finally got her and threw the call on her. I was like, oh, look at Alison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why did they even name her that? Why did they name her Alison Kressmere? Why couldn't they oh. just use her regular name? Well, so in the comics, you know, Magma was Amara. She was from Nova Roma. Right, and right. they all painted themselves brown, so they looked like these, like, brown, dark-skinned people. And then when their skin washed Not blackface. <laughs> yeah. And so then, but then, like, when, during the fight, they got knocked into the water, and they realized they're like, oh, they weren't, they were just white people. And so it was this thing that they were supposed to be descendants of, like, Greek people and Selene and all this, and they were just this people who had been trapped here but then they did a storyline that says no these were just regular people who got their memories altered and her name was actually Allison Crescent but then they redid that and was like she came back and was like no that was actually the lie I am Amara of Nova Rama mm. it's a horrible storyline like Magma's kind of a horrible character that sucks for her <laughs> it is just <laughs> poor thing which would you prefer for her to be Amara or Allison? I prefer X-Men Evolution because they just made her a black Brazilian Brazilian girl. girl. (laughs) (laughs) They said, cut all that that extra. Let's just get to the point. (laughs) Uh, No more Nova Roma. We're not going to wash off no skin. Like, Like, no. They were like, this is what it is. Yeah, she's from Brazil. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. I don't know why they haven't even tried to like Synergize that yet? I, I think because it's they possible. keep trying to make Nova Roma work, but like Nova Roma is just like dumb. Yeah. To me, sorry to the Nova Roma fans. I mean, it's another hidden city in Brazil. They've got enough of those. For the um, white people. Right. That's random. They should just make them all. <laughs> 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 Like, come on, y'all, just make them up for good. Um, but anyway, in the rest of this episode, you've got Gambit, who um, is going to go steal the collar from the X-Men. He does steal it. And um, Wolverine finds out, of course, he doesn't wake anybody up. He just goes and handles it on his own and meets up with Gambit, tells him that, you know, I will pay you more than what they pay you if you help me get the collar back. They have all these, like, shenanigans basically together and they are uh end up getting trapped by this mrd sentinel prowler and um gambit ends up getting away telling logan you know thanks for helping me out here good luck with this prowler i'm out and i got the collar but then he opens the box and wolverine already stole the collar so boom um i thought the episode was fun um i know i know random i don't know why he has a lot of random haters but i like gambit i don't I don't dislike him. Um, so not this is kind of fun to see. Please, there are legitimate reasons for not liking Gambit. Let me be serious. Here. Why? 
Why? Honestly, most of the Gambit fans or go, the people who I see who don't like Gambit are Rose fans. Oh, well, that's fair. Most people who like one person in the relationship don't like the other one. Yeah, <laughs> because they always Gambit end up being tired of too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because I don't think either side has a problem with them being married. They just don't want them being always stuck with each other. I don't know. I think they're hot. I like it when they're together. I like it too. I, I think, think like great. Rose as a like superhero girl and her husband who likes to tag along because they just like being around each other. They get along. They're friends. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. So like, I don't really have that much of a problems with Gambit. Um, I thought he was fine in this episode. Fun. Um, what did you think? Um. I thought the episode, quite honestly, was a little forgettable. I did mm. distinctly remember the magma segment because, again, it made me think of X-Men Legends. Um, I thought the way they did her powers was nice. And I did like the design of Gambit in this episode. Mm. I did like his powers. I thought that would look cool. But then again, I think a lot of some of the powers Why is Wolverine good. the only other person here? It's called Wolverine the X-Men. Where they really they meant it. <laughs> they meant it. Wolverine is a star. I mean, that's true. I feel like I feel like this show didn't help with the whole, you know how people hate Wolverine because he everywhere. Yeah. This show didn't help. Not at all. This probably like relit the fire. Yeah. But they like John Gray for it. He's serious. I mean, he can't help it that he's popular. Like, that's not his fault. Like <laughs> when you're hot, you're hot. He sells. (laughs) You know, maybe if the other girl sold like he did, then I don't even think it's just the thing about him selling, but the stories be good. That is also true. Wolverine's cool. Sorry. What would you rate this episode? Also a two out of five. Okay. This one I would give a two point five. Yeah, two point five out of five. This rewatch has been fun. I haven't watched this in a long time, and it's really still making me wonder if, like, this premise for the X-Men is still, like, what the general audience sees these characters as. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. I'm sure, you know, we're getting closer to MCU time, so we'll see. Um, but all right, y'all, let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come right back. Ooh. guys welcome back to another review and this week we were blessed and graced with wakanda forever boom and i mean <laughs> not the boom. cinema this is real cinema <laughs> a fantastic um, movie i i mean i had a great time from beginning to end i'm just go ahead and get that out there um opening you know right off the bat with uh, T'Challa's death and just jumping straight into that was very kind of shocking, but I was like, all right, cool, we're going right into it. Let's do it. Um, and it was very beautiful the way that they were kind of sending him off. It was very, very nice. I really liked that. Um, and I felt all the emotions that everybody was feeling. Um, it was sad, but beautiful. It was. There were a lot of things that I really enjoyed about this movie. Um, I felt that Obviously, this was something to, the main point of this was like grief and like processing it and moving away from it after losing people and like all of the different ways you navigate it and how that works. And like, I really appreciated that because obviously like this was something real that happened and like you could feel that through all the people acting in this movie. Anytime they talked about T'Challa, you could feel that like they were talking about Chadwick and like that emotion rang true and very real. So, like, that was a beautiful thing. I think the beginning opening segment where they do, like, the Marvel credits with just all of the pictures of him and, like, the purple, and then it was, like, really quiet in my theater. I remember I was, like... When he was smiling, I was, like... Yes. Yeah. It was, like, so intense and so, like you said, but it just, like, hit you right from the beginning and you hit the ground moving and you get into it. And this movie was kind of long, 
And I, but I will say I never felt like bored. I did like notice the lens, but like I was still entertained out the entire time. I didn't mind it. It was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't mind if this goes a little bit longer. And I thought a lot of things were very well paced out. The ending, third act, a little some here and there, but nothing super big for me. Yeah. Uh, I'll agree with you there. I felt like they kind of wrapped up the third arc, a third act a little bit. Yeah. But, like, I think a lot of the performance is shown throughout. Um, when we start moving into the action, I think that was really well done. Okoye versus Atuma on that bridge. Oh, yes. Like, Warriors fighting. That was, like, a moment right there. And so, like, uh, kind of, like, already going ahead to pivot into the... Um, Atuma was giving her the business. And when he threw her into his own sphere... Uh, she, into the ground. I was like, "Where did you get up?" It's, it's because it's because he has super strength and super speed. But she was still holding her own, and she was doing what needs to be done. So she killed like, the first three people by herself. So and like, so, and so like, this, give so it this to is her. one of the things I was actually going to say that I kind of had a little bit of an issue um with with the that crew and like their abilities and stuff like that. Like she clearly like killed them while they were mm-hmm. up on that bridge. And but she said, you know, they got up and walked away. But I thought that was just kind of strange because later on, when Nakia comes to rescue Shuri, she like kills one of the girls with her sonic blast gun. Mm-hmm. And so like that's what since we act of war. So it was kind of like, oh, so they can die. So why was those things not dead if they don't regenerate? I thought that was a little weird. But maybe she, I don't know, maybe that girl just didn't have the regenerative properties or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they wasn't trying to give my sister her wins. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, but, like, moving into that whole group, I thought the culture was, like, beautiful, and I really liked the way that they infused, like, the history of uh, Namor, Namor and his yeah, right. origin, and even though everybody else is still calling him Namor. <laughs> Which, honestly, I've actually kind of I don't know if this was done intentionally, and I could just be projecting, but as someone with a not that difficult name, but people mm-hmm. still get it wrong even after you tell them, I like related <laughs> to that. So <laughs> I it's truly like understood. Like that's not my name, and I and I just told you how to say it, <laughs> but they people still say it wrong anyway. <laughs> yeah, not only that, I get like... the origin of where my name came from, but you still got it wrong. <laughs> so I completely gave, understand. He gave you a whole story, like the vision, everything, and they were just like yes. Namor, but um, <laughs> you know his, the way the culture was infused with him and how they told that story. I thought that was beautifully done. Now I know a lot of you are like on his side and rooting for his team all of a sudden because he looked good. No, I'm still team anti fish king. Um, I'm on no one's side. You know, personally, I just think Namor is cool as hell. I like his anti-hero um, personality. Um, I'm really glad that they kind of kept that there, even though sometimes um, when they let him crack a joke or two, I thought that was also fun. fun. Um, <laughs> like when in the beginning, when Shuri kind of came down there, he was like, you know, if you go follow me, like the pressure is going to crack. Your bones aren't going to be able to make it or you can make a suit. I got one. <laughs> let me pull one for you. I thought that was cute. Um, he did the anti-hero thing so yeah. really well. The, I think the the motivation. Yeah. I thought he was a perfect uh, Namor. Agreed. I would hate Namor in the comics too. But yeah, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point. Yeah, and I like, think that's great. I think I don't think most people like don't think Namor is like a likable person. He's nasty. Although you know who also I don't like Namora, and let me tell you my issue with her. She was running around yelling at people with on a tumor on the bridge, talking about like you playing, you still fighting this girl, doing something. She wasn't doing nothing. Oh, but I thought Neymar was getting the work done. She also was the one who blew up the ship at the end and it took uh, her like 45 minutes to finally crack that thing open. You're supposed to be Miss Billy Badass. You're not doing nobody nothing. else was doing it. Nobody else was doing it. Neymar was handling her business and she was very much like, um. 
I don't like that you balance of these people. <laughs> and I have to, <laughs> I got to give it to her because I would have been the same one. Like, I don't like what you're doing over here. And just so. like you told her, it had to be done. Think. <laughs> Think. Turn it on. <laughs> I like I like her. I um I think she's she's kind of cool. Her daughter in the comics I ain't that big of a fan of, but see how they continue. But I thought they were um, super well done. I thought like Angela Bassett was like amazing. I really did like weep when my sister passed. Save her. You know. It's crazy that it happened in this movie because I expected it. I think you and I had talked about it on the show too, that like, you know, time exists in the MCU and like characters get older. And obviously like, similarly to Ant-Man and Quantum Realm, like I don't think Hank, Pym or Janet are probably gonna make it out of that movie. Um, but still this one kind of shocked to me. I didn't think she was going to, I didn't think this was how she was going to die. Like after she saved that girl, I thought I don't know, I don't know how I thought she was going to die, but I didn't think that she was just going to like drown. Oh, I guess I guess I, I guess I I guess I never really thought about it. Maybe I thought I saw her dying in battle or something like that, but I did anticipate her dying. I thought the drowning was like very bittersweet, especially like with saving Riri and adding that extra dimension to her character. Which like quick pivot, Riri, shout out to her. I remember you said you was shout out to my Chicago Chicago sister, but I wasn't. (laughs) But like I walked out of this movie loving her character, and I'm like super excited for Ironheart now. Dominique, she did that super like. Yes, she did. Really enjoyed her character. Really enjoyed the dynamic of her and Shuri together, and like you know, smart girls, and like they want to do their thing, and they got all these rules and stuff, and just kind of bonded for that. I kind of hope they like show up. I did. I actually really like the suit that she popped up with at the end. Um, yeah, it was cool. and I hope she kind of like gets it back somehow because I thought it was hot. Um, I want a new one. <laughs> I hope I could go with a new one. <laughs> I want a bit more comic accurate one for the next one, which I'm sure they'll give her. You know how they do in the MCU on your show. She's not gonna get into the last episode, but the first suit is always the thing, and then she'll get the new one. I'm um, anxious to learn a little bit more about her and like what was going on with the school and like who the benefactors were and who people are mm-hmm. doing the research for and all of those things like that. I have some ideas. I, but. She was really cool. I really liked her. Um, I don't know. She also just felt like a homegirl. Home like she girl. really it's gave like me. She really gave me Chicago. <laughs> like truly, when. Um, I, one of my two favorite moments from her were when they got captured, but Shuri and uh, Riri got captured, and she's then like freaking out in a Tolokan, and she's like, you know, call the Black Panther, they gonna come get us, and <laughs> Shuri's like, there isn't a Black Panther, <laughs> and Riri was like, so you mean to tell me now that I got captured, there ain't no Black Panther, like, what's going on? Exactly. I, I really appreciate that, because I felt the same way, like, hold on, now yeah. y'all don't have one? <laughs> I thought she was really funny. I liked her. Just the whole way she like interacted with them throughout everything. I just thought was like really done. Even when like they first went to her room and she tried to throw the fan at her foyer. And they were just like, girl, calm down. And she called Ash. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like really good stuff with her. Love that. This cast did great. Um, Michaela Cowell as Anika, she looks fantastic. She was in the movie for five minutes, which I knew was gonna happen because she ain't been on the press tour. But I you know what? I guess I didn't pay attention to the press tour because I truly thought that she was gonna. I thought they were gonna show more of her and like the Midnight Angels, like her and Ao mm-hmm. together. But I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. She wasn't really on the press tour, so yeah, she probably isn't obligated to go. Like, maybe like two weeks ago, I don't know. I was looking at some interview with the cast, and I was just like, Michaela's not here, and I was like, but she was just on some other show talking about something else, and. Mm. Then I started thinking about, I was like, she really hasn't been in, like, a lot of the photo shoots, and she ain't been a thing. And I was like, oh, she's not going to be in this movie a lot. But... You're only only obligated to go when you're in it a lot, so... (laughs) Okay, but her little five minutes was cute. Um, I like the relationship that they seem to say that she had with Shuri and, like, the daggers that she used. The moment with her and Ao where they were fighting on the boat together, and that shot was was pretty dope. Um... I'm hopeful for. They I could have played up the relationship a little bit more. I'm gonna say it. They could have at they, least. I I like that she kissed her on the head at the end. They used, she called mm-hmm. her my love. But they could have earlier in the movie established that they were together. They were doing a little 
or something. But I like that. I like the Midnight Angel suit. It's a first suit. Obviously, I think it'll get a little bit more streamlined, but I like what we saw of it. I hope I, I thought it excited. looked directly like it was from the comics. I was like, yeah. damn, they really like one for one this suit. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm like excited to see more of them and what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested to see where they kind of branch out with more of like the Wakandan characters. I know that there are, there hasn't been any official announcements yet, but I know that um, allegedly the Ryan Coogler's like production company is going to be working with uh, Disney for some of the other, I think there's like a World of Wakanda show as well as a, a Midnight Angel show that was supposedly be like in the talks of being made. So we'll definitely be paying attention to see when those things come out. Those girls deserve so. And shout out to the women. Because they were the leads they, of this movie. And outsold. Like, they did everything Truly. they needed to do. Lupita as Nakia was excellent. Mm. When Queen Ramonda went and recruited her to go and find Shuri, it was like 36 hours. She said, I got her. That was a lot of women that works. Mm-hmm. She sure did. She said, I know how exactly where I got to go. I got her. <laughs> And she said, okay, I'm gonna do it. And she brought her right on back. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Shout out to the pizza. She looks good too. Mm. Yes, she did. Um, mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Watching Shuri's kind of character arc deal with like the anger and then becoming Black Panther and taking the harsh shot herb and seeing Killmonger in there who kind of looks good in the ancestral plane. I'm not going to lie. But I'd have to say, I thought that he was like, giving Michael B. Jordan <laughs> versus <laughs> Killmonger, because why did he need to have a grill in? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> one of my I was friends, like, okay. One of my friends was like, why did his hair get longer? <laughs> yeah. like, you can't look good no more? Like, did you dead? <laughs> that was just wild to see. But, um, you know, a cameo for him, it was cool. Yeah, watching that progress and like how they do it, and then how it also kind of like feeds in and leads up to Shuri's big battle with No More, which I thought was like really well done. And like he was kind of beating her down a little he bit. Was, he I was beating her ass. Oh, this is war, baby. He was like giving it to mm-hmm. her. Slam when he like threw her up and then slammed her back into the ground. I was like, God dang! I was like, I truly like jumped. I was like, Oh, he finna body slam this little girl. Oh my god! It was intense. <laughs> <laughs> it was like shout out to them. I thought that was really well done. Um, even the way the, to the end where they handled it and she likes to blow fire thing out was like cool and got him to yield, which was hot. It was hot. I thought it was a little, a little anticlimactic with the, the fire, the fire, the fire explosion part, and I was like, okay, they're kind of wrapping this up. Um, and with the fighting, where the um, Tolakans and the Wakandans were fighting on that ship, it just seemed like all of a sudden it was like, it's yeah, over y'all. I, 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 <laughs> and I also felt like there were a lot of their Wakandans on that uh, ship, which. I feel really bad about. <laughs> <laughs> right, because they can't swim and they can't breathe water. <laughs> God dang. Um, but I don't know. I think the fire thing, it was a house where she was going to win. Right, gonna... exactly. So she wasn't. So. <laughs> it's like, so, well, yeah. We had to come and book it up real quick and just gotta, do something real Exactly. So I appreciated that for what it was. Um, but I'm excited for the future of Wakanda in the MCU and the future of Talakan. Yeah, I think they're going to be really great. I think I've already said it before. Go ahead and give Namor his MCU synergy shot and give him this look in the comics. I think it really fleshed out the those characters and like really made them look really cool. Um, I loved all of his flying scenes. Y'all know I love a flying tank. So like yeah. in the beginning of the movie where he like spun that helicopter around and threw it threw it away. Loved it. Um, I, I also did love the telecoms and the little siren thing where they were having everybody like drown themselves. That was hot. I thought that was and, really cool. Like giving them that siren the call. Also really cool. See, I think sometimes like MCU synergy is okay. Like they got to bring yeah. some of that stuff I over. I was like, I need a couple of them. Um, <laughs> that was really cool to see. But sure you did rip one in the more the wings off and that was hot too. <laughs> like, staring at the feathers and everything. Okay. But they did his fight really well. How did yeah. you feel about Talakon overall, like the city? 
I thought it was really cool. I liked the way that it um, felt, I don't know, different, I guess you could say. It, I, I've never been to an underwater city, so I can't really compare it to something in real life. <laughs> but most of the time when we see any kind of like underwater city, usually it is like really bright and illuminated and um, it yeah. looks like super mystical and magical. Um, and with this one, it seemed as they were more like, no, they really are at like the depths of the ocean and like they yeah. have some light or whatever, but it is because they have glowworms or um, like Namor did, he brought the sun down there with this thing for them, for his people. So it felt more kind of like they were building their own thing rather than just, you know, mimicking something they've seen before and uh, just making it like this big, bright, glowing city. I liked it. I agree. I agree with that. I and I really enjoyed, again, the culture that was impacted into the city and the fact that they kept it um, Talakon. It didn't like call it Atlantis. Or something yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? That was dope. So we'll see more of them. Atuma, I'm cool with him. Namora. It's interesting because Atuma is normally like a villain. Normally, I'm I'm used to him being like a villain to not only the Avengers, but also to Namor. Like he's the one where he is very gung ho on taking down the surface world, um, and him and Namor like butt heads sometimes. So it was interesting to see him like be more of the general in this one. Yeah. So like they got to do more now, right? Because I want to see the rest of it, like where he starts yeah. to turn on uh, Namor and. Mmm, that would be hot. It was good. I really yeah. enjoyed the movie. They brought the horn in. I thought that was really cool. A lot of really cool, like, comic book moments. How did you feel about, you know, after it ends and the pieces made and they kind of go their separate ways, we get Shuri going to see Nakia in and, Haiti. and Haiti. And, you know, they have their moments. She finally kind of gets to that spot where she's going to burn her clothes. And we get that really cute scene of Nakia coming out. With the little boy. Tusan. Yes. Um, or that is his Haiti, his Haitian name. His real name yeah. is Tacha. Um I okay, so true to y'all, I knew this was coming. So like <laughs> I already knew that that part that Yeah. So like I kind of knew that part was coming. I thought the boy was adorable. I literally was in the yeah. theater and I was like, "Oh my, I'm on a son." <laughs> I didn't go that far. <laughs> he was so <laughs> he was so cute, um, and so adorable. But I thought that it was interesting. It also leads me to believe that because of him being T'Challa and because people are going to obviously want like quote unquote male Black Panther. Um, that he will probably eventually rise and take on the mantle. Um, yeah. You know, they'll probably have, for the rest of Phase 4, Shuri will probably be Black Panther. But I do think that a time jump is happening soon. Like, I think mm. after um, Avengers, Kang Dynasty, and Secret Wars, that, like, there's going to be some, there's going to be some shifting <laughs> of some things. And I could see them doing something where they either age the young T'Challa up, or bring the young T'Challa from another universe or something, I could see them using this to kind of recast right. T'Challa. Interesting, interesting. You know, so would that be the T'Challa that dates Storm then? That what? Would that be the T'Challa that dates Storm? Oh. Yeah. I guess. I don't think about <laughs> Storm as being somebody's wife. So I guess, I guess, sure. I mean, you don't, uh -huh. but you think about the Chala dating Storm. That's his big moment. Oh, I guess so. That's I don't really, really think about the Chala that often. <laughs> so, That's fair. <laughs> um, that would probably be the one, yes, that they have with Storm. You know, I guess Black Panther and Storm is such a a known couple that it's probably hard for them to avoid doing it. Um, yeah. but now. Storm is so far off from being introduced, and they have to wait for this Black Panther to be aged up. Who knows if they'll actually even do it? I don't know. I mean, I'm not opposed. Actually, I like, I kind of mm -hmm. like a post Storm T'Challa being kind of toxic together. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that version of their relationship. <laughs> um, I just feel like it's going to be hard to translate on 
screen due to circumstances. Yeah. Hmm. What would you rate the movie overall? Oh, wait. What did you think of um, Julia Louise Dreyfus? Oh, I love her. <laughs> I was not expecting her to actually be in this movie, but it makes sense for her to be there considering that she was like the tie it all together like this yeah. she was the reason it got tied back into like the greater mcu you know yeah um without that, outside of that it didn't really feel like a film like an MCU no. movie at all <laughs> it had nothing to do with the rest of that stuff so um but she kind of like pulls it back into the mcu which i thought was interesting to use her for i thought it was cool that they showed that her and um i can't think of his name right now but they used to be married right. yes um uh, i thought it was cool that they were exes i'm not I like that. I like her. I really enjoy her as Valentina. Um, did Did you ever watch Veep? Yes, I've seen some episodes. I've never watched all of it. It's hilarious. So, like, basically, Valentina in the MCU feels like an extension of Selena Meyer's character <laughs> <laughs> from Veep, and like, it just feels so genuine because it's like, of course, this is who Selena Meyer would turn into, and I absolutely love it. So I'm just thinking I, of like Valentina, like. Her as Valentina with that striper, her hair, like turning around, being like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> like she's done <laughs> beep. <laughs> exactly, like that is her. Like that is exactly the same person. So, like, I really enjoy her in that role. I did like him. I also like the end. You know, after she kind of got him, we had um, Okoye in her Midnight Angel suit come and rescue Ross. So that's going to be mm-hmm. really fun to see where that goes. Again, we heard the rumors or rumorings about a Midnight Angel show. So that could possibly deal with death there. Mm-hmm. Love that. And I'll yeah. see more. I, I like how she's kind of tying it in. It worked. Shout out to Okoye. That really, she's the actress and uh, the character at all. They like really have a a big resurgence for themselves recently. I feel like before the MCU, they were more of a minor character in like the Wakanda mm-hmm. corner, but now like she's that girl. You're not gonna bring up Wakanda without bringing up Okoye. She'd be all over. She'd be popping up in miniseries and teams and everything. Mm-hmm. She fought Taskmaster. She did. That was a good... I might go back and read that mini. That was good. Um, that was, anyway, what would you rate this movie? Out of 10? Um, out of 10, I would give it an 8. Okay. For sure. Beautiful. That's solid. Love the performances. Extremely solid. We'll be seeing it multiple times. The costuming was great. Um, yes. The tone was well done again. Like I had some issues here with the pacing in the third act. At some points, there was a little blah. But like overall, this was such a good movie. Soundtrack yeah. was good. Like I even think back to just like the beginning when they do the funeral for T'Challa, and mm-hmm. just like the dancing and the faces. And it's like, yeah, it was a sad moment, but there's also like a big celebration of his life. The people are happy and they're laughing. It just looks good. You're just like, yeah, like this is it. Yeah, it was great. I will say that there were some people in my theater um, who sat next to me, um, and I chuckled too. I'll admit that <laughs> at the end of the movie, when the credits started to roll and that Rihanna song started to play, <laughs> we kind of chuckled because that first note she hits in that song is like, "Oh, beautiful. okay, <laughs> is it?" It's a beautiful song. Heart it is a beautiful song. I don't need to hear Rihanna Excellent. sing. Yet. Excellent. Vocals, excellent performance. Beautiful I can't song. wait till it wins its Grammy. Ain't Oscar me. That's all asking for a lot. Oscar, can they do a Tony for Black Panther? A Tony's are for musicals. <laughs> we'll make this one. one. <laughs> I do expect uh, the Black Panther, specifically like Angela Bassett, um, and like the movie overall. I expect some a lot of awards for them. Agreed. I don't know about. I don't know about that girl winning something for like an okay. Oscar for best original song. That's not gonna happen. But I do think that the that. movie but get a bunch of Born Again came more after that too. I they might nominate both actually. Both might win. It might be a tire. I don't know. You know what? They give they give a lot of bad songs stuff, so why not? Whatever. Rihanna <laughs> wouldn't know. She don't make bad songs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, I would give this movie a 8.5 out of 10. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was 
very well done. Like you said, the costuming was great. All the actors were fantastic. Um, like I said, Moore and Riri were probably my favorites in this movie. Um, it was just great. Fantastic movie. Way to really kind of start to turn the ship around because Phase Four been terrible. She been down. She been shaky. It was terrible. Miss Marvel, She Hulk, Wakanda Forever. Thank you. Everyone else, go home. You know, looking back, this was the era of a lot of like the Disney Plus shows, and everybody didn't need a show. (laughs) Looking back at this, we started with WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's how we should have known. We started with Wanda. Only bad things come from Wanda. That's true. She does bring things down. But she's not like in her own like witch lane. Chaos. Chaos. Chaos is what That's Wendy for you. It's it's also such whiplash to go from Thor Love and Thunder to Black Panther Wakanda Forever. (laughs) I have erased that movie from my memory. As you should. It's not good. (laughs) It is not. Mm. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Please let us guys know what you think of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, You can find us on wherever you get your podcasts at. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch. You can watch us on YouTube at Another Relaunch TV. You can find me on most social media platforms at Uncanny. Uh, blah, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uncanny LZ. <laughs> Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. As always, there's my All right, y'all. Let's get up out of here and we'll catch you next week. Peace.